Hello, everyone, and well, ooh, I'm a bit too loud. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Free to a Good Home. Back after, I would say, a six-week hiatus. Yeah, Benjamin, man. how are you? I'm good. This was the episode that very nearly didn't happen, I have to say. I don't know if you guys have read Stephen King's book about the JFK assassination. Either of you read that book? I have no. not. It's the, it's the, the name of the book is the date that the assassination happened. Uh-huh. And I, I, the last two digits are 6-3. And I, I thought it was 69. Uh, I thought that was always a funny thing about JFK. What? Sorry, we should introduce our guest. Our guest today, um, a wonderful comedian, currently performing at the Sydney Comedy Festival. Who, um, actually, by the time this comes out, your shows will probably be over. It'll take me a while to edit it. Edit it. Grace Jarvis, hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. When do you think we'll do a little competition? When do you think JFK was assassinated? I have never thought about it before. The olden times. Um, <laughs> you would say what before, or do you say because Ben's saying sixty three? I'm saying sixty nine. Sixty five. Sixty five. Splitting the difference. I okay. think it's sixty nine. I mean, like I've told you that it's correct that it's sixty three. Like we're not playing again. Like this isn't the Price is Right. <laughs> I think I thought sixty nine because like a funny thing. Like no, because he wasn't president when we went to the moon, which was nineteen sixty nine. Oh, I this thought is true. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> not like, account no, of being didn't he say exploded? Why yeah. do we go there? Yeah, he said we choose to go to the moon not because, because of these, but that was like announcing it. It took some time from when he said that to people some being time. on the moon. Have I you remember... seen those pictures of those ladies next to those big piles of books? Just yeah, they, they had to write so many numbers down. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about because I think we've both been to the powerhouse museum recently. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they had um, to write down so many numbers. Yeah. And they got no credit. Anyway, anyway my point sorry, is, ben. in this, in this, in 1963, it, in the Stephen King book, six six years before the funniest year of all. Time. <laughs> Stephen King is really getting into territory that he's just going loose. He's gone rogue. He, well, yeah. I mean, so what he what, what this is about is a guy who's I believe in Bangor, Maine, statistically, um, finds a portal to 1961 behind a diner and he realises he has the potential to go back in time and stop the assassination of JFK. Right. So, but in, to do that, he has to live in 1961 and then two and then, you know, every time he does it, he has to, you know, live through to the point where, because right, okay. it's not exact. Anyway, Stephen King's thing, because you know whenever you read a time travel thing or see a time travel thing, you're like, oh, I wonder what the time travel rules this author's come What's up with. What's the logic they've What's done? What's the logic? I, I've never seen this done before, and I think this is why Stephen King is the, the master storyteller. His thing about time travel is you can go back in time, uh-huh. but if you try and change too much stuff, yeah. for example, the assassination of John F. Kennedy... Mm. You shit your pants, basically. What? <laughs> yeah, like you, you time. This is a real novel. This is a very Grace. This is a very popular <laughs> and thick novel that was, I believe, adapted into a series with James Franco. What happens is uh-huh. that time keeps trying to write itself and conspires oh, to stop you from right. doing it. So there's a little bit of Final Destination going on. You know what I mean? The reason I raise this, guys, is because every step of the way, it really felt. Like, time did not want us to record this podcast. Oh, sure. Grace got catastrophically lost on the way here. Yes. Uh, you had to see your uh, grandmother early in the morning. morning. Yep. I almost didn't make it from Broadway where I have literally abandoned my family <laughs> to do this. And then just as we're about to hit play, we realised that the recorder did not have a card in didn't it. Didn't have an SD card. In, in the Stephen King-averse... Uh, one of us would shit one of us would have shit ourselves because he does in this book that ends in six three the the title of it there are some things like oh the bus doesn't come when he's on his way to kill Lee Harvey Oswald right. or like he falls right. over or whatever uh-huh. but like ninety percent of the things that happen to him 
uh, food poisoning. Of, of shitting his pants, basically. <laughs> and this is done with a pretty straight bat, I have to say. Like, um, Americans are wild. Like, I wouldn't even... <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't even think of that as a thing to do. like. It if, happened, man. I don't. I wasn't friends with the guy. Like, I'm not. if you if you were going to go back in time and fix one wrong from history, what would yours be, Grace? <laughs> Bearing in mind that whatever you choose will obviously be a choice against every other wrong in history. That's I mean, true. My fucking up late set last week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The, the okay. nine eleven wow. does not get a look in for Grace. <laughs> I don't know that I have the power to stop anything too large, but I could have probably slowed down doing my own jokes. <laughs> so tell me how you, you're in Sydney uh, doing your show at the Enmore. Mm-hmm. Uh, how's it been going? Well, I haven't started the show yet, but oh. so far, I, 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 every time I come to Sydney, I just get just thoroughly humbled. I <laughs> where do you usually, where do you typically live? It's Melbourne. Okay. Melbourne. But you're from, you, you've sort of moved around quite My a bit. My family's from New Zealand, but yeah. I, I grew up in Queensland for the most part. But usually when I stay in Sydney, I stay with Tom and Demi, friends yep. of the podcast, yeah. and they got COVID. So yes. then I had to frantically try and find somewhere else yeah. to live. We'll which, say that on the podcast. Tom Walker and Demi Lardner have the coronavirus. <laughs> and if you see them out and about, they're being irresponsible. <laughs> so irresponsible. They're too responsible. Like You I, should I, try and kill them before you <laughs> shit yourself. <laughs> yeah. I dropped off two Fredo cakes at their house the other day. It's a lovely thing that you do because um, this is not the first time no, you've dropped off. No, I did to Dave uh, Harmon as well. Sometimes what's, what's, my int- friends what's interesting is because I, I had COVID at some point and didn't get a Fredo cake. <laughs> <laughs> It has to line up with my schedule. I have to be in Sydney when you get COVID. I think when you had COVID, maybe I was traveling. Yeah, all right. And anyway. also, you live in an apartment building, probably, which is very hard to get no, cakes to I people. I could have a cake. I just at... tried to get in here. It was like a labyrinth. <laughs> um, so wait, sorry, I, I cut you off. Uh, you went to stay with Tom and Demi. They have COVID. So where are you staying now? I'm staying on the street. My, or? No, <laughs> with my friend Lou Wall, another uh-huh. excellent comedian. Mm-hmm. Their flatmates not psyched about it. I don't think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the humbling. Okay, part of the humbling. Yeah, this is less Sydney and more Lou Wall. Housemate, I yeah, think. no, he's fine. He's how has know. he made this known? No, he was like, I'm having a dinner party tonight, and my I was sleeping on the couch in the living room, and I was like, Should I uh move? Um, yeah. and so he just like moved all my stuff into Lou's, so I'm sitting sleeping on Lou's floor now, anyway. It's not fine, it's fine, it's fine, but um, that happened. I mean, and it, then, does, it doesn't. It doesn't sound fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's only a few days. And then I, I feel like um, The Humbling would make a great Stephen King book. Yes. Oh, my God. The Humbling. Write this thing. Well, usually what happens when I come to Sydney is I get a, a bus drives past me and sprays me with gutter water like a jilted woman in a rom-com. Sure. Uh-huh. That's sure. happened uh-huh. three times wow. on three different trips but to also, Sydney. People, I never not have wet socks in this city. But for people who have not seen Grace or met Grace before. Can I describe your aesthetic to yeah. people? It's sort of um prairie woman. Mm. Is that uh, that's time travel vibes? I, yeah. yeah. I was so curious as to how you were going to do this. Well, <laughs> I was I, I no cuz uh, Grace and I've known each other for a couple of years. Um and Sorry, Gra- she's Grace. not wearing a fucking stovepipe hat. Like I whatever you <laughs> no, I think a prairie woman. You, prairie you might, woman. She's you not Abraham Lincoln. I don't think South. she's going to get assassinated wearing, by John Wilkes Booth. She's wearing Oh, can I ask on John Wilkes Booth? <laughs> cuz I couldn't believe this when I like straw polled some friends about it, right? Cuz I saw a tweet. Okay. Where somebody was... Okay, no, actually, actually, actually. Mm. I've got to do this the other way around. Okay. Okay. Abe Lincoln was in Ford Theatre watching a play. Yes. Okay? Yes. John Wilkes Booth shot him. Yes. Sure. Where was John Wilkes Booth when he shot Abraham Lincoln? Uh... I don't know. I, I, I guess from The Simpsons. Again, you know so much more about American history <laughs> than I do. Grace, um, this is very basic stuff. <laughs> from The Simpsons, I think he was in the thing 
in the booth with him. Okay, yes. But, okay. but, um, but I feel like for some reason I think he's he's on stage because he yells out sick Tyrannus or whatever, sick Semper Tyrannus or whatever. Why does that suggest that he's on stage? Because he's he's sort he's of a performance to the very crowd. Dramatic guy. And he pulls you, a gun. You know, and people shoots can him. talk when they're not on yeah, stage. Yeah, but like if he's an actor, it's, <laughs> no, it's and it's rude yeah. actually if he's not because yeah. you've hit upon it. And it's his last it's his last stand as well. He's getting arrested after this. He wants <laughs> Grace, to be on stage for it. Grace, I don't want to sound uh, insulting, but based on your responses to both to, <laughs> both times we've talked about a very well known president's assassination, <laughs> am I right in assuming that you just have never given this any thought as to where John Wilkes Booth was I guess when he shot. not, and I've never seen The Simpsons, so I I don't even have that kind of logical. I knew he was shot. <laughs> that, I, yeah, that's how assassinations often work. I, I, I in you ever see the you ever see the show Bones? You've seen Bones, but not The Simpsons. Because it, it might just be your like kind of prairie blouse, but I was like, oh, maybe Grace doesn't watch TV. No, she watches TV. She just watches Bones. I wasn't allowed to watch TV as a kid. Um, and so now you have not. So now you've not. Um, what's the word? You've not uh, created a taste for yourself. So now you watch yeah. things like Bones. Yeah. Well, my mum liked Bones, so sometimes I could sneak in on some Bones. You know. Hang on. So you, your parents could watch TV, but you couldn't. Well, it turns out. I've been thinking about this recently. I always thought I wasn't allowed to watch TV, uh-huh. but I think I'm just, I have autism and uh-huh. I, I just ran out of script for how to ask. So <laughs> when I was a kid, I was the most prairie child of all time. I would uh-huh. say, may I please watch the children's programs? Oh my that God. was my sentence that I had yeah. to say. And yep. then I would watch the fucking And I'm ABC imagining kids. you're like churning butter while yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm stitching clothes yeah. for my teddy bears. Yeah. And I'm like, so that was my sentence. And I remember the very last time I said it, I was like 13 and I said it and I went, Oh, this isn't right anymore. I shouldn't <laughs> say this anymore. Oh, but then you, I didn't have a replacement. You sentence. don't want to watch Play School anymore. No, I want to watch something Bones, else. Yeah, for Bones, for example. Right, yeah. but you didn't know how to. But ask. But I didn't know how to ask. So then right. I, didn't, I just told my dad that recently. He was like, "Oh my god, that makes me so sad." I just, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I wasn't allowed to watch TV, and they were like, "No, you were. It's just you didn't know how to ask us." Can I, can I say something that my son did the other day that made me so sad? Yeah. So like. He's at a really difficult age at the moment. He's like four years old. All the ages are pretty difficult from <laughs> yeah, what I can hear. Yeah, it's true, actually. Every, every, every parent you ever talk to are like, oh, my kid's at this really difficult, difficult age. age. It's always a different Childhood. number. Childhood. Yeah. Um, it's bad news. Yeah, he doesn't know how to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> Me either, man. I'm 25. Yeah. I don't know how to be. But um, so – and with the arrival of his little brother, he's like acting out mm, in mm. – in, in certain ways, but he's smart enough to know that he can't be like, I fucking hate this, <laughs> that there's another kid. Oh. So, like, he actually, like, quite aggressively makes up for it by being, like, really affectionate with Arlo and, like, constantly saying, oh, I just love my brother so much. I'm so glad you did this to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. He's, um, he's confused with his feelings. Yeah, well, no, that's the thing. I think he's not. I think he just knows that that won't fly. Oh, if so it, he's not. It's he's not. He's no. He's not feeling dual feelings. He's trying to trick you. Yeah. So he's like, well, I can't obviously say I can't believe you're paying attention to that baby and not me. So I'm going right. to melt down over the amount of grapes you gave me or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. so, yeah. so, anyway, so he's been very difficult lately, and like I'm really trying not to get annoyed with him or like of angry course. with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you know, like I, 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 I've, I've never really wanted to be a parent that like raises my voice or like that a kid that 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 uh, that can become angry at a kid. Um, so what I've been doing is like kind of just like really, really like going, like trying to turn off any emotion I have when he is being so fucking annoying Mm. that I end up just saying things like, I don't know, man, do what you want. (laughs) 
Like I'm really, like I'm Ooh. really, yeah. like the angriest you can yeah. imagine me, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've given up. <laughs> yeah. You've so, gone limp. So Yeah, absolutely. So like he'd be like, Daddy, I want to do some typing because he loves taking my computer and opening up a text file and just typing away and yeah, then making yeah. me read out what he's written. Unfortunately, which is you gibberish. have a writer on your hands. Yeah, yeah. So he was doing that and then he kept closing the window and like I'd have to open it again. And I knew he was doing it because he just wanted me to like be playing with him and what I should have done is just fucking played with him. But instead I was like, this is so annoying. He's being so manipulative. <laughs> oh, right. And in okay. the end, yeah. he was like, um, he was like, Daddy, can I just keep typing? And I said, man, I said, man, do you know what? Do what you want. I don't care. Okay. And then like a couple of days later, he was like incandescently angry at me because we were trying to like, we needed to go home for dinner and he was at the skate park and he wanted to stay at the skate park. Right. And I could just see this like tantrum was like, was it, was, boiling it, up. it was boiling up. And I said to him, you know, buddy, like. If if you want to keep coming to the skate park, you know we've got to we've got to go now because if I know that every time we go, there's going to be this big thing, then we won't go as much. So can you come with me? And he turned to me and went, "I don't know, man. Do what you want." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh god! Where you got that from, man? A monster. <laughs> it was so. I mean, quite apart from having a four year old call you man, <laughs> like it was such adult anger. Just to quickly, I'm sorry, just to quickly return to why I raised John Wilkes Booth. Yes. Oh, yes. So wait, where, where was he when he got... Well, he was... The, you were right the first time, right? He was in the... He was just like behind him in, in right. the booth. Yes. The, yes. The, where okay. he got his name. The What's it called? Like a... The, the, the box. box. Yeah, the opera yeah, box. Yeah. The fancy, but, expensive bit. So I saw a tweet that somebody was like, can you believe I just spoke to my father and he thought John Wilkes Booth was on stage when he <sighs> shot Lincoln. And I... Was with some friends and I was like, how fucking funny is this? These are not stupid people. Right. I don't have time for stupid people. Well, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, half of them thought that was the case. I would have believed he went on stage. He's an actor. Yeah, but, I mean, but I guess actually now that I think about it. Clearly not good enough to be in the play. This is why he was so mad. Disgruntled. Disgruntled act. Nothing <laughs> more dangerous. The, he didn't get the gig. But um, uh, now that I think about it, I guess what was the handgun or something? Yeah. Shooting from the stage into the... Oh, oh yeah, you would reach it. That would yeah. be... That feels... I mean, I, I've, I've only played Call of Duty, so I don't really know, but pistols <laughs> at that kind of range feel Once again, inaccurate. I thought it was a rifle because of Bones. <laughs> um, because the what, character How of, much is Bones talking about the Lincoln assassination? <laughs> the character of Booth in, the, in Bones is, like, related to the guy who killed Lincoln in, the like, the, the, the world of just, Bones. Can you, Grace, for a second, tell me what the premise of Bones what is, please? Right, right, right. So, Bones is... this. It's David... It's Angel. Angel, yes. Yeah. And David he's playing Boyanis. a Republican... It's weird, uh-huh. and he's a like a he, she. He partners up with this um, forensic uh, anthropologist who's <laughs> got autism, uh-huh. and she's like really into bones. That's why they like, call sorry. her bones. Oh, okay. So, oh, so she's her she's name is bones. bones. He calls her bones. Sorry, I thought you meant she was into the television no, show no, Bones, no, no. and she's, that would have she, really upset me. She rummages, <laughs> she rummages through big vats of decomposing people and is like, this she, was a dancer, you know, sorry, like that okay. kind of shit. Grace, canonically, does she have autism or have you sort of imprinted this on her? Oh, I've imprinted it, but so has everybody. Okay, like it's, okay right. Okay. It's pretty obvious. It's, right. it's okay. Sheldon levels of, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he is like, in the later seasons, I think they ran out of... A, 
it went for like 12 seasons. It's a long they ran it. out of shit to do. That's crazy. So they made him related to the guy who killed JFK. And he, JFK or? Oh no, not JFK. Lincoln. Um, Lincoln. Lincoln, right. And he <laughs> is a, a, an army sniper in the show. And so oh. I was like, I don't know. Hang on, what does Angel, why is Angel there? No, no, it's not canonically Angel. It's just David no, Moriarty's. I, I know. But like if there's one of them's a forensic. Okay. Well, oh, wh- he's an FBI agent. What am I, right, what okay. am I so thinking? he does the people skills and she does the bones. Because I thought. And then they get to. <laughs> Together later. <laughs> I thought he was a crime author. No, she's a crime author. And also into and, bones. And so also she into has bones. no official capacity in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. He's got with the FBI and he just goes to her to outsource any and bone she, work. And he brings her along and then she's socially inept to witnesses and he's like, why'd you do that? And I'm like, well, why'd you bring her? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Okay. Her vibes aren't the best. Is it still running? No, thank God. <laughs> they finally shot that. Okay. Horse. And as a, as a person with autism, is that the kind of representation you want? Sort of interest in bones kind of thing? You know, <laughs> Can't that... have a relationship with others. No, I like liked it as a kid because she also is the only thing you're allowed to watch yeah she's so, <laughs> Which is so obviously like autistic and she doesn't and but she has this group of friends around her that like make her do things and like care about her and like invite her to stuff and i was like right oh imagine like <laughs> <laughs> you've got friends you've got comedians who put you up to all kinds yeah, of yeah, yeah tom yeah. and demi didn't have um they'd, they'd be, be, be wheeling you around town you know they'd, they'd be, be taking be, you on bridge climb yeah tell- take you to the zoo get you to name all the animals i don't know <laughs> taking me to the aquarium <laughs> um uh so wait so you so what happened at this gig the other night that was right so i was at this gig it was pretty bad there was a man doing jokes about lettuce and i was like he was crushing, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Well, this is devastating." What, what, can I have you to remember? Can you remember this lettuce man? Can you remember? The he goods? was something about the price of lettuce, and then he was oh, like oh, yeah. going it's into really like other jokes about various salad items. And it was like... Well, that's just good structure. It was just... <laughs> I was just like, this is... They love this so much, they're going to hate me so much. And I was like, hey, I have autism. They went, oh, which they always do in Sydney. I'm like, it's not terminal. I'm not going to die. Yeah, I just I eat a like lot of plain pasta. <laughs> I, I think culturally... Um, I'm going to be okay. I think culturally, I think um, having neurodivergent conditions in Melbourne, much more open and talked about... In Sydney, it's like if you mention any kind of they're like, why aren't you in the hospital right they now? Will run you down with their Porsche Truly. to get to their. That's very thing. true. I yeah. just realised. Yeah. yeah, it's very Sydney's very. They like, hate it. It's it's all gambling and real estate. That's even, the only things you can do. In even Sydney. the empathetic audience members are like, "Don't show weakness. They're coming for you." <laughs> <laughs> the bankers will get you. They're coming. And then I did the store last night. Sorry, just very funny imagining like, "Don't show weakness." Like you saying, <laughs> "I have autism," and then the audience member being like, "Well, she's shown her Achilles heel." <laughs> 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 yeah, I can't. Rubik's Cube on the stage. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to lie and I hate the sound of Velcro. They got me! <laughs> they got me! Um, and then I did the store last night and that was also fine. And mm-hmm. then I walked out of the store and a man, I think was on a Bucks night because that's the only reason anybody goes to that D- goddamn D-A-Q. place. I mean, you, you, you're, yeah. you're new to our city but you yeah. know it well. It's yeah. like the Gold Coast but worse. Yeah. How'd you make it worse? Because we condensed it. We <laughs> condensed the entire yeah. Gold Coast into what? Like a square kilometre? Every city does this where they're like, what if we tried to create a vibe? And it's like, yeah. you're bad at it. You can't. Hey, you added golf carts. Why? I will also can say. I, can well, I stop you right there? Because mm-hmm. I think this is an opportune moment for a plug. Well, because recently <laughs> we were asked um, by the comedy store if we would um, sponsor, if they would could sponsor us. Ooh. And we haven't done an episode since this happened, Ben. Yeah. But, um, you know, I haven't agreed to it yet. So. Uh, I would say the store is an oasis <laughs> in, the, in that desert of. I. 
think they didn't offer us enough money. Oh, for great. St- <laughs> then fuck them. Yeah. But I will say... <laughs> I, <laughs> I've had some very good gigs at the store. Well, because um, we're about to have a very good gig at the store. Oh, yeah. Let's that- put the plug in the middle so these... Fucking people yes. don't just it. turn it off. Yes, Can't. actually, uh, we're doing. Speaking of the comedy store, we've performed there many times with Dragon Friends. We've yep. done Fred a good home there before, and we're doing it again uh, on May the thirteenth. Ben, you and I, yep. and uh, some very funny guests: Alex Lee, Cam James, mm-hmm. Brett Blake is also going to be there. Somebody on Twitter pointed out mm-hmm. all our guests, and you would be included in this if you were in town. But you're. Back to Melbourne, I'll I imagine. be in New Zealand. Soft New Zealand. Two first names. Two double first Alex Lee, Cameron James, Ooh. Brett Blake. Um, yeah. There, yeah, we're going to be on the live Free to a Good Home show uh, there at 5 p.m. on the 13th of May. 5 p.m., the comedy hour. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you'll be able to get Sun's tickets. still out. Perfect. <laughs> tickets from uh, comedystore.com.au. Uh, it's, it's part of the Sydney Comedy Festival. I think we've already sold like 100 tickets, Ben. That's so it's going to be a vibe. It's going to be a fun vibe. Yeah, I'm also thinking we might, I might just hit up a couple of other people who are in town. Do you know what? And see I if might, they want to come by as well. Do you know what I might have to do, which will be very funny oh, yeah? for m- not me, but maybe everyone else. Uh-huh. As soon as you said that date, yep. even though you've emailed me that date, yeah. you've texted me that date, yeah. you sent me a picture. Yeah, I made a poster. A, p- a poster that had the date quite date prominent because it. it was good design. Yeah. When you just said it out loud then, I was like, I think Anya has a thing on that night, so I might need to bring Moses. <laughs> That's all right. I think... Hum will be there. Yeah. And she likes hanging out with kids. She yeah. Likes, she likes hanging out with Moses. That's we could also bring him on. Yeah. Bring Hum's him on. being volunteered as a babysitter <laughs> as well, we she, speak. Recently, um, I guess I won't say the comedian's name, but we were in Melbourne and I was, we were staying in, a, in an apartment and it just so happened that a, a I would say a much more successful comedian than me was stay, happened to be staying in the apartment next God, to us. God, who's left? Bloody Lenny Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they had a newborn baby. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they had to go do their show and they were like desperate for someone just to just to look after it. And Hum was like, I'll do it. Hum had met this person twice before and they left the baby with Hum. And Hum was like, oh, great time. Second baby, first baby. First baby. That's nuts to me. Second uh, yeah. baby, I would let... Anyone. <laughs> I would let John Wilkes Booth himself. Yeah. I, I would. Davey Boreanaz. <laughs> yeah. But first, baby, you were too. Well, I was you, so. You wouldn't have left. I wouldn't have left with, 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 like, with a strange sister. I wouldn't have. <laughs> this may explain my neuroses. I'm also a first baby. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. No. Um, we should get to some classifieds, but before we do. Yeah. Well, I wanted to tell you about what happened when I came out of the store. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I Sorry. came out of the store. It was fine. Last year, I did the store. Was it last year or the year before? I did the store and it was fine. Full, great run of shows, all good. The the late show on the Saturday night, horrific, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, like eight get a bit groups of people were heckling me at once, and I was oh. like, "You got to pick a, you got to, you got to, you got to schedule this if you want to do this. You can't all do it at once. I can't address you all at once." And then I came off stage, like like a like a press secretary yeah. at a press conference. Yeah. Please, please, please. <laughs> we'll get to your victory. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com code LISTEN. I understand that you have criticisms of me as a person. (laughs) One at a time, please. Let's let's get a roster going. Can we line up by the microphone? (laughs) 
And then I came off stage and they all came up to me afterwards, drunk as shit, to be like, I could never do what you do. You're so brave. I was like, cool, maybe don't yell at me while I'm doing it then. And they were all like touching me and the bar manager had to be like, stop touching her, she has autism. And I like... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I love Dave who who manages the store. But that's... it's. They, they shouldn't be touching you whether you have autism or not. Well, that no, should, but I think it was like a larger... And also larger... That, can, that could be interpreted as like, you'll catch autism. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the feeling. That is the vibe in Sydney a lot of the time is I think I get on stage and people are like, are we going to catch this? Like Everyone put their masks on. Yeah, <laughs> spraying out through the microphone. And so then I, I, I drank like three vodka cranberries at once, which is like more than I'd ever drunk at all ever before mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I ate every lime in the comedy store and eventually someone looked over at me and went what and I was just like surrounded by lime rinds and they were like what happened and I was like I ate all the limes <laughs> and, and is, is the eating of it, limes is that pleasurable for you or is this a completion of you, like, you did say that like it wasn't insane you know what I mean you did say so of course <laughs> I ate all the limes I could find. Well, they were like, we're going to chuck out all the limes now. And I was like, I'll eat them. I, I can't. Okay. I mean, that I is some buy the wasting of, of yeah. limes. And I was you like, you have a family was, history of scurvy that you're trying to. And then it was my, it ticked over to midnight and it was my birthday. And I like got home to Tom and Demi and Tom like handed me a carrot and was like, happy birthday. And I was like, I have had the weirdest night. And then last night I was like, here we go. Let's do the store again. Let's do this. And uh-huh. I did the gig and it was fine. Daniel Muggleton was there. He mm-hmm. was freaking out because he wasn't wearing his track suit. Are you talking about lettuce or different No, guy? no. Different <laughs> no guy. lettuce. Um, why was, why, why, why like, because like, I know that he, I know his track suit is very important to his performance. Yeah, he well, he got so, called up at the last minute. He was oh. at dinner. So he wasn't wearing his tracksuit. But I would assume that Muggleton would be not unlike kind of Superman under all his clothes. That's what we were saying. We were like, why why don't you have a backpack? Keep it in the back of the car. If it's that crucial. And it wasn't crucial because he crushed. He was fine. And I was like, I I wasn't even worried about a tracksuit. And I did okay. And then (laughs) I walked out of the store to go back home and Mm. a man yelled at me, Oi, tap dancing slut. And I was like. (laughs) Goodness. <laughs> Slut, I understand because that's like go-to man on the street yelling at woman I mean, walking. It's, it's a classic for a but reason. But I wasn't even tap dancing, you know. Wait, had he watched the show? No, I think he'd come from golf cart. Hang on, golf hang on. Okay, sorry, okay. Grace, you've left that kid context before. Were you wearing tap shoes? <laughs> no, I was wearing my my blue shoes. That they're not tap shoes. Uh, no, they're not. But but okay. But they're shoes you look at, I suppose. Were they? Were they? Were you wearing anything? Sp- Spangly, like a spangly vest or a spangly hat? No, not you wearing spangly. one of your famous top hats. I may have been flapping my arms somewhat, but that's <laughs> not a crime, you know? <laughs> yeah, and look, even if you look, and I really want to like go on the record here. Grace could have been wearing tap shoes and tap dancing, and <laughs> still, it still would not have been okay. Still not okay to yell that at people. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into glass I have a I have a quick story as well. We're about 25 minutes in the podcast. That's fine. No, that's great. Um I uh, since last week on another podcast, I I went on, I went on a balloon. Oh, um, I heard all about this on, balloon. Yeah, in went on a balloon ride, Ben. Now, Ben, you should have been on the balloon. I know, but you got um, you were <laughs> you were sent away, I guess. So we went down. <laughs> you to... know, you know, I did think he's on the no balloon list. Yeah, no fly list. <laughs> I he's did on the think, no fly list. as you sent me a photo of you guys taking off in the balloon, I did wonder, and this is the second time I've referenced this film franchise. I did wonder if this was going to be a final destination situation <laughs> where the balloon would go down, and then I was meant to be on it, and death would chase me. Well, I, yeah. So uh, we were offered a balloon ride. As dragon friends, yes, because um, be- because there is a, a hot air balloon in the Dungeons and Dragons movie, and the people who own that movie are Paramount, who then also 
own Channel 10 who run the project. Yeah. So through, through that weird loop, sure. they found our podcast mm-hmm. and were like, and also just through Dungeons & Dragons stuff, they were like, oh, we'll, we'll just and get this And because you're the, the orc of the project, exactly. as we know. As, as, we, mm-hmm. as we know. Um, yeah, yeah. Your um, Dungeons & Dragons videos. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, they, they said, hey, do you want it? They make you wear a robe every night. <laughs> so, so we went down to Melbourne to do a show. Yes. Did you come for that? I can't no. remember. No. Because uh, you have a newborn ch- child. Yeah. Uh, and they said to us, hey. And he'd leave him with anyone, but not alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so they said, hey, do you guys want to go on a balloon? So me and Dave and Shaq and a few other. Oh, actually, Shaq wasn't allowed to go. But, uh, on account of being pregnant. Yeah, kind of being pregnant. Again. Hang on, why? I think just they were like, I think they were literally like, if she starts to give birth, we can't just land it anywhere. How pregnant is she? She's like seven, pre- seven or eight months pregnant. She'd be, oh. pretty, no. she'd be pretty early if she went into labour around yeah, the time very, of the balloon. Very much so, but that, I would I think have thought it would be rule. like a bath thing where you can't get the baby too warm or too high in the air. Or they're Grace, very what fickle. the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I don't know. You can't have hot baths when you're pregnant. That's true, although disputed. Okay. But what do you mean by you can't get the baby too high in the air? Yeah, if people have said mm. that, they might be talking mm. about just like smoking joints. No. <laughs> not. Now that I think about it, you're right. It's, you're allowed in planes. What's wrong with me? They don't like you in planes if you're about to... To pop, I think partly because of the pressurization and partly because you don't want to give birth on a plane. You don't want to give birth on a plane because then that it's a legal minefield. What if you're over, yeah. over international waters? You exactly. know. Anyway, so so pirate like a pirate radio station. You've got exactly. a pirate baby. <laughs> um, so we got uh, so we got bumped from the first flight because of weather, and then everyone else had to fly back to Sydney. Or all the Dragon Friends people in the balloon. No, in regular planes. <laughs> okay. So then they said to me, "Hey, we've still got the balloon booked for next Monday." Yeah. And you were down doing your show anyway. I was down there doing my show anyway. And so they said, do you know anyone else who wants to go in the balloon? So then I had to basically just like eat, like DM a bunch of people who are vaguely related to Dragon Friends. Yeah. People who had done the, the werewolf shows or the uh, The Dragon the Friends Extended Family. Podcast or whatever. Yeah. People, but Slash they, parasites. Yeah. <laughs> the Hobbs and Shaw of the yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Friends in universe. This in, in, in this instance, Jordan Barr and Guy Montgomery, for yep. example. Uh-huh. Yeah. And about 10 of us. Hobbs just, and Shaw. Uh, yeah. About 10 <laughs> of us got into this balloon. Yep. And ben then Russell was there. Ben Russell was there. Loads of great people. Because when you te- when you sent me a photo of you guys about to leave in the mm. balloon, mm. I texted Ben Russell in a big balloon much bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we were so we went out of this balloon and the whole time they kept saying to us what we, we'd love you to play a game of Dungeons and Dragons in the balloon. Because this was initially, I think, their idea was it's gonna be the highest the highest Altitude game of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, era. I was about to say because I reckon highest game of Dungeons <laughs> yeah. and Dragons has been but, done. But even on their literal basis, I well, think they had to scale that back when they realised people have played on planes. Planes. People or have it, played in Mexico City, in like, mountains. <laughs> yeah, and the balloon only goes about five thousand feet in the air or something. So you're about a kilometre. It's up. more of like the most balloony yeah. game of Hang Dungeons on, and Dragons. That is so high. It's really high. It's really really high. That is so much higher than I thought. Yeah, it's not a plane, but it's really fucking high. Did um, you notice that it was more difficult to breathe? Uh, no, I didn't. No. Okay. No. Um, excuse me, I'm just burping here. He's ruined. His lungs have been ruined. <laughs> but when you go on, have, have either of you been in a hot air balloon before? Oh, shut up. You know I haven't. <laughs> no. When you turn up for the balloon, yeah. they say they, that you get in the balloon. There's a lot of safety briefings and stuff. And then they let it go. And then once you're in the air, they go, oh, we can't steer this. Like as a joke, they say that. No, no, no. They're like just so, like you are. You're sort of talking to them, and then they go, "Oh, by the way, 
There's nowhere to steer a balloon. And of course there isn't. You're just at the mercy of the wind. It feels like you should say that before you leave the ground. I think they might have mentioned it, but maybe I wasn't listening or something. Wow. But like safety breaching is going great for you. So the guy's just looking at an iPad and looking at sort of wind currents and stuff. And you can't go, you can't turn left or right, but you can rotate on the spot, right? Like like around. And you can also go up or down. That's the all you can control. Up or down seems right to me. Like mm. that, yeah. that, that much I'd assume. I like the uh, I like down. I like the you can go <laughs> down again. Yeah. So so basically, what happens is every and, and in Melbourne, it's fucking cowboy rules. Everyone like you don't you, if you've got your balloon license, you can just fucking go. You can basically take off from any park really. And then you just land where you fucking land. This seems insane to me. It's insane. <laughs> I, don't, I, can't, I can't get across how insane this is. So My so- only experience of balloons is when I was a kid, I, I used to live in Canberra because mm. my dad's in the army, and mm. there was they have like a balloon, hot yes. balloon like festival. Sky Whale, for example. So Sky Whale, for example. That. No one's But they all land in the same place, and then all the kids, we would run out and we would yeah. roll on the balloons to get the air out of them. So, yeah. So, so I guess... So, so what they do is, right, they uh-huh. drive you out to something. They go, right, vaguely... The um uh, the wind is going like southwest or whatever. They call that what, a southwester. Yeah, or it's or it's going it's from 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 the northeast to the southwest, right? Sure. They call that a nor'easter. And so they they drive you out to the northeast, uh-huh. and then they sort of get a ruler and draw a line from there and go right. If we keep flying in this direction with this wind, we should hit one of a park at some point, and we'll land on a golf course or a park or whatever. It's the wild fucking west. It's fucking crazy. And so what happens is you just go up in the air, yep. and there's like a fleet of balloons because everyone wants to get up in the morning and everyone's got the same trajectory, right? So yeah. there's like ten or twelve balloons all flying, and if they got they they took off before you, they can get all the good landing spots. Sure. So you go, oh, we'll land over there. And then someone else lands and you're like, oh, fuck, I can't land there, right? Because you can't. How would a balloon race work? Because I swear there's balloon races. Yeah, I think they haven't had them in a while. I think they're more like Zeppelin races maybe. You, or, it could, just... or it could be like well, raising up. Well, the 80 days, was that a balloon? Well, yeah. but one of the things that he did was a balloon. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it was like a plane, strange and automobiles and balloons mm. situation. I get why they don't put balloons in that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it lowers the legitimacy. <laughs> so they, so, so you're, we're flying over this park and the guy's like, we'll land there and then... We can't land there because another balloon lands there. And then we're flying over the motorway where they had the... You can't land there because... Where they had the big F1 race. Oh, God. Albert Park. They're like, I can just land on Albert Park. And then someone else landed in Albert Park. And we're like, okay, well, we can't get there. So then we're just floating. How many balloons are in the sky at any one time? Well, you have to have them out of the sky by like 9, 30, 10. Why? Because then like a lot of other commercial... The air traffic is too much. And there's too many planes taking off and landing and stuff. And so they, so it's just a... So the guy's talking to like regular air traffic control, but he's in a balloon. Do you understand how crazy this is? You're in a wicker basket. Yeah, and he's talking to like the airport being like, oh, we're coming in for the North. Like, like it's the same thing. But he's just like a guy in a balloon. It's do you think, crazy. Do you think the people at air traffic control have like snobbery for the balloon calls? No, so the balloon people are, are considered like... They're the fucking guns. Oh, they're like the really? aviators. Because if you do balloon, <laughs> you've got to have both aeroplane and helicopter license, apparently. So you need both licenses. I and just then learned you that my dad balloon. could fly a balloon. <laughs> 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 this is so exciting. I have to text him. <laughs> um, so so the, what happens is you just keep flying. And I was like, and then you start to see water. And you're like, well, we're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. We're yeah. at sea. This is crazy. And the, like the, you can't. Stop. Well, you can't turn around. No, you can spin on the spot. You can spin on the spot and you can go up and down. And so the guy goes, yeah, we're going to have to land on the beach. And that's basically, obviously the beach surrounds the, 
you know, so as long as there's no cliffs, you're allowed to Did land on any beach. Did you just explain the beach to us? Well, no, so it just means I didn't think about this until I was it's in the, the balloon. It's the sand next to the water. I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah, but I didn't think about this before, but, like, that's a kind of a, 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 a national park around the entire country or whatever where you can just land anywhere, right? Okay. Aside from cliffs. Yeah, cliffs right? will get so basically, so, so a beach landing is... is, is that's the last resort. Exactly. Yeah. Before you go out to sea and drown and die in a fucking balloon. Yeah. Mm. So... The, the, there's a road um, that goes between the buildings and the beach, right? There's just sort of shops and stuff and then a big road. And then there's like a huge row of palm trees, right? And then there's the beach. Uh-huh. So the guy's got to clear the building and clear the palm trees and then dump the balloon yeah. between the palm trees and the water. And that, on that little narrow that stretch of sand. That is a hard set. down. Yeah, yeah. So he like, so he's like, he's like, he's like, you need to, he's like, you need to stop like talking. Like we're all joking around. He's like, okay, we've got to concentrate now. We're like, okay. And like he uh, kind of, we, we like basically hit a bunch of trees, but not really, but like came real close. We almost clipped a, a satellite dish at one point. It was like real fucking hairy. We come over the palm trees and he goes, right, brace yourselves. Oop. And they just like fucking dumped the balloon and it just like dropped out of the sky. And we were braced and fine. What is the brace position in a balloon? <laughs> I would say it's just like, like fetal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's sort of, you put, there's like, there's like a little handle you hold on to. Now, and now we know. A lot of the people you were in the balloon with, yeah. as will our listeners, I think. Yeah. Who handled it the best? Who handled it the worst? I would say Naomi Higgins handled it one of the worst. I was, yeah. I was about to say, yeah. She, I mean, she at one point, um, when we were when we were going towards the ocean, she <laughs> kept pointing out all the big boats in the ocean. Oh, to be like, you could land on that. No, it was more just like I think she was just talking about the big boats in order to not talk about the fact that we all thought we were going to die. Okay. Yeah. Um, Guy Montgomery, and, but also it's very it's a very peaceful thing when you're up there in the knowing balloon. that you're going to die. No, because it's, a very peaceful it's ha- thing. no because you're up there in the middle of the, in the sky and there's no wind because you're traveling with the wind. Oh, Does that course. make sense? So you yeah, so there's no it's very still, and so it's very peaceful. And people, as you fly over them, you bring joy to people. Yeah, people that's are waving true. at you. People it's quite would nice. adore it. So everyone's in a good mood until we thought we were all <laughs> going to die. And then Naomi was like, "Oh, look at that boat! Oh, look at that!" Like just trying to get her mind off it. I think. Okay. Uh, I think Guy Montgomery dealt with it very well. I would say that again. Yes. Those two, those that, two people, that makes yeah. perfect. Basically, sense. and like, how would I if I had been, if I had been able to, to as as first planned to be on the balloon? How yeah. do you think I would have? Well, as a person with children, yeah. I think you would have done well at calming down Naomi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then also because she like the the look at that the look at that thing that's a very child approach. Yeah. I was once in the nine eleven museum, and <laughs> a man with a baby who was crying was trying to get the baby to stop crying by pointing at things, and I was like, <laughs> "We're in the nine eleven museum, dude." He's like, "Look at that, a watch of a dead person." Like. Ah! And also I was like, I think this is the one time, this is the one place in the world you're not allowed to tell someone to stop crying. <laughs> Can I just say, Naomi, I think it's really fascinating that you've been to the 9-11 Museum and yet still when we asked you if you could change one thing from history, you said you're set two weeks ago. I don't know. It was very cold in New York. It was, well, it was warm in that museum. I, just I'm so a big know, fan. You did this call Naomi then just then. Oh, did I? Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we'll talk about Naomi. They're all the same. <laughs> yeah, know. I mean, look. All women look, look alike. Look women. <laughs> um, anyway, so we landed this thing. And we crashed on the beach and everyone was fine, but we had to, like, it was, it was a bit of a bumpy landing. And then the guy turns to us and goes, I've never done that before. <laughs> and we're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I didn't want to tell you up there because I thought it might freak you out. And I was like, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good, cool. Well done. Yeah. Naomi anyway, might was, have he, shit herself. He was a fucking pro. It was like, ner- like nerves of steel. Just like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to concentrate. I'm going to land this. And he fucking nailed it. That's really made my day knowing that like, th- th- like, 
at a pilot's bar. Like if a balloonist walks in, mm. it's like he's the hero. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's fucking cool, hey. It, that's that it's Maverick. I would know? say that you know how you were saying if 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 you escaped and we died, Final Destination. Yeah. I was thinking if 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 we all died, it would have been a huge blow to Australian New Zealand podcasting. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, it would yeah. have been the plane that the big bopper was on. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it would be the the day the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, Don, Don McLean's still alive, so he could have updated that he song could. like like and Elton then, John did with "Candle in the Wind." And, and, <laughs> and then the South Korean president could have sung our version when he met President exactly. Biden. You see, it would have been no, great. There were a lot of um, chuckle fuckheads in the one place aloft, and yeah. that's not what. Uh, podcasting needs. If, God. if that balloonist was a very specific kind of terrorist, you guys would all be done. Oh man, imagine if he tried to 9 11 with a balloon, but it just sort of bounced off Donk. the side. It's like, I haven't thought this through, Larry. Oh, God. Um, guys, we haven't gotten to a single classified, but no, I have I have uh, left my, my wife and my two children at Broadway family. Shopping Centre, and I just believe that my wife is probably having, my God, the worst time. Um, so I so am going to have to. Bow yeah, out. let's quickly just plug some stuff. Stuff. Grace, you're doing some shows here in Sydney, but they'll be done by they'll the time. They'll be done. But then you're going to New Zealand and then Edinburgh this year. If people want to go see Grace yes. Jarvis' show, you can find links to that on her social media. It's yeah. called This Is The Last Goldfish That I'm Going To Eat For You. <laughs> and the photo, the, the poster is you holding a bag with a goldfish in it. Yeah, looking at it like I might eat it. But did people you? are very concerned. I did not eat the goldfish. I've never eaten a goldfish. My dad came up with the title. I think, didn't you say you could swallow a goldfish and then vomit it back up one time? I've never once claimed that. You have claimed that he said that to me before. What did you, I, can, I do I not can, think that's I science. Can, I can regurgitate stuff within reason, but I've never tried a goldfish. Gold that's for the but best. But do you think you could? Mm. I mean, it's the same principle as a coin, right? Or a key. <laughs> I'll get back to you. Okay, okay. Uh, well, if you want to see Ben eat a goldfish, come to our yeah. live show, yeah. May the 13th. Possibly with my four-year-old son, Moses. Um, <laughs> um, I'll get yeah. him to eat the goldfish. The RSPCA, <laughs> yeah. RSPCA can't be mad at a four-year-old. No, exactly. Um, I'm doing a bunch of stand-up shows at the Comedy Festival in Sydney and doing two shows at the Comedy Store. And then, uh, that's, that's this coming week. And then also on the 20th of May, I'm doing a taping if anyone... Wants to come along to that. That'll be fun. Oh, that's exciting. It's GD, right? Or what used yeah, to be what GD? Yeah, what used to be GD. Now the Grand Electric uh, and it's the the current show tour. So I've done it like 40 times. So it's good now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Start, I've, I've cut all the bad jokes. It's either good or you're really stubborn. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I will say there are like two or three jokes that never get much that I'm keeping in. Yeah. Um, but, you know, mostly I've cut down all the all the stuff that doesn't work. Uh, it's, I saw it in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Thank Great. you, Grace. It was good. Thank you, Grace. Um, it was yeah, right after that. I had had the worst show of my run, so then I cried in a grilled afterwards, but it was unrelated to Michael being... <laughs> oh, there's that whole section where I call you a tap dancing slut. Yeah, so yeah. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was hurtful, but, you know, got a great reaction from the crowd. Um, yeah, uh, anything else you want to plug, Banjo? Nah, man, I, I think I just uh, enjoy... Parenthood? Enjoy, yeah, get, get a couple of kids. <laughs> get a couple of kids. They're like little people. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye! Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain If you're not into yoga If you have half a brain If you'd like making love at midnight In the dunes on the cape Then I'm the love that you've looked for Write to me and escape
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.